Celtics are going to make another change. You're listening to The Substance on the Yellow Card Podcasting Network. Subspension hosted by Stephen Brandt and former Sounders fan of the year, Duffy Alverson, and brought to you in conjunction with Away Days Football, the makers of high-quality football-inspired clothing for the casual looking for something to wear to matches. Use code YELLOWCARD at checkout to get 15% off your entire order at awaydaysfootball.com. And now, here's the guys. I so love that opening. Anyway, that we're getting to see more more shows that I am moving later to get people on that I want to talk to. Perfect. Anyway, I have wanted to have someone on or talk to someone from Minneapolis City SC for a while, and I think I completely goofed up last year when I tried to do it or double book. But anyway, I'm like, I'm getting a hold of them as soon as I possibly can on right after last last week and I, we're talking to them. So they have an interesting pod called the people's pitch. And I, I love listening to like these lower league type of stuff. And you know what, what the heck let's talk to, let's talk to John. They, it's a fun, it's a fun club to talk to. They have got great engagement online. And I'm just interested as being in the sport and being in U.S. Open Cup this year, which your whole stuff years ago when you're still undefeated and not in it was brilliant. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, but first off, thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. I love to uh, always talk soccer and, and always talk Minneapolis City. So uh, thanks again for having us on. But as far as, far as the oh, U.S. Open pleasure. Cup goes, the um, the whole undefeated campaign, um, you know, it, it started out as a as a, a tongue in cheek way for us to dig at the U.S. Open Cup, um, which we've we've had no shortage of, of controversy, I guess you could say, positive controversy, I guess, I, I like to call it, uh, throughout throughout our years. But in that specific year, we you know we had we had properly qualified for the U.S. Open Cup, being the first amateur team in Minnesota history to, to win and to qualify for the, the U uh, S open cup. And then due to a league change for, for reasons that, that made us more sustainable as an organization, uh, we were asked to leave, I guess we'll, we'll call it. And uh, so the undefeated campaign came about because we hadn't lost in the open cup and we're still waiting for, uh, you know, for the, the eventual winner. I, I believe it was Kansas city to, uh, to, to take up our invitation to come down and play with us for the, the real championship. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. Probably not, but yeah, that's, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, but that's so open cup, you know, especially when you get to those lower leagues that, you know, it's like we want to invite more teams yet. They make it kind of prohibitive for the lower teams to, to be in it. You know, I've heard, we've had talked about horror stories of teams, you know, killing their whole budget, trying to do it. I still think mm-hmm. that the the cup should subsidize, especially those lower, you have the game at the lower seats venue. Cause I would imagine it's a good chance for a revenue drawer or just pay for the trip. I mean, it's not like us soccer doesn't have the money. So, uh, right. Right. I mean, 
what is the uh, what is the the prize for the the highest amateur team or lower league team? I know there's there's a, a cash prize for each level, like as far as you go. I think it's like forty grand, maybe. Which you know, I'd love someone to get hand me forty grand, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, that's uh, probably not uh, a lot of money for a, a team's budget. Maybe it's a nice nice uh, chunk, but um, if you're having to travel cross country, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know. It might even only be ten grand. I, I'm not sure, but I know there's a cash prize for somebody, the highest lower seeded team that makes it, which generally is probably like a USL team. Does not have to make it to the final? Just the last man standing. So the uh, the lowest level, the lowest level amateur team gets ten thousand dollars. So yeah, okay, and that grand. was actually that was actually what it cost for us. Uh, two years ago to travel to Aurora, Illinois and back for our, uh, our, our qualifying game. So I guess, you know, you're, you're right. I mean, it, it, that's our whole budget to go to one game. Um, that's two, two States away. So yeah. obviously we, we, the, the competition itself um, can't hand out $10,000 for every person to go to every game, but some subsidy um, or increased subsidy upon, you know, above what they give us, or what they give lower level teams mm-hmm. um, would be great because it makes the cup fun. I mean, up until 1994 for, you know, decades, the, the amateur teams were the ones that lifted this tournament on its back until yeah. the professional teams came in in 95. And now it seems as if there's a little bit more of a, of a cold shoulder turned to the, 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 the teams that are at the level that sustain the tournament for decades. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I loved the cup. And I remember when, my team was in the the A League USL, you know, before we went to MLS, and those two cup runs we went into in uh, 07 and 08. I mean, they were awesome, you know, and I think that fed the team going into 09 to try to win the cup because, you know, I thought we, I thought we were the best team in the cup, and we just, you know, bad call one way or another, and we lose in the semifinals to Dallas. So, you know, I've always I always love the cup. Now that it's on ESPN Plus, maybe they'll have a chance to, you know, get more eyes on it. Maybe get a title sponsor because that would be nice mm-hmm. if you can get a title sponsor. You know, like, you know, Budweiser or whatever presents the Open Cup. You know, that would be more money to filter down to the lower teams because, you know, it's nice for the MLS teams to get that prize money if they win it. If they win it, but uh, they don't need that. Uh, money for their bottom line, not not like the lower teams that probably it's like, are we going to go for it? Great. Mm-hmm. We have a good run. We make some money. We don't have a good run. We could be in trouble. You know, so, I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough ask, you know, to ask one of those teams, do we want to take that chance? You know, and especially where you guys are, I mean, uh, there should be, there's a lot, it's a little more densely populated, at least the travel. I, you wouldn't think the travel in the Midwest would be that prohibitive, but like you say, if it costs you ten grand to go two states over, uh, and we're not talking about going from Seattle to Los Angeles. Um, no. I, yeah, we're talking Minneapolis to Aurora. I mean, so Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I wouldn't th- offhand, I wouldn't think it would be that expensive, but then you probably have to get a coach and all that. So uh, correct. And, you know. That that runs into chartering a coach. I'm if you took a bus and if you flew, 
you know, 20 players, yeah. 10 support staff, five support staff maybe, so 25 people, you know, at, you know, $800 or more round trip, you know, yeah, that would add up pretty fast. <laughs> doing the, doing, and I'm, <laughs> I suck at math, so doing the math really quick, yeah, that's a lot of money. And you don't <laughs> want to do the math. You don't want to do the math on that, especially going out somewhere like going to Chicago United, like going now. I mean, you're you're looking at that from Minneapolis. There's really not much. I mean, you've got Iowa in between, and Iowa is just well, Iowa. Iowa. As a former as a former person that has lived in in Minneapolis, I know the love lost between the two states, but. That's gotta be that's gotta be the weird thing is that you're trying to grow the game. You want to grow the game. Getting a good team like this going into Bridgeview and it's like, well, we got to blow our budget for the year. Yeah, I mean, for for uh, you know, if if we dial back a few years, you know, we we started in in 2016, and I think our operating budget was thirty thousand dollars. And it was a very conservative budget, obviously, because we didn't want to uh, to overspend and then not have a year two. So if you if you if you look at it at that point, I mean, obviously we we've doubled our budget almost every single year, um, uh, or or slightly uh, less than than doubling our budget. Um, and and we do things on a on a shoestring conservative side, anyways. Um, you know, but we're not. You know, there are some other teams that that are like where we were in year one. You know, if you look at a team like uh, the Denton Diablos, they're in their, they're going into their second season. Um, I don't know what their operating budget is, but I know, you know, what it takes to, to, to keep a team going past year one. And, you know, it, it, it's hard to say that things that not, not to say that Denton Diablos are going <laughs> to go bankrupt by any means for entering the cup. But what I'm trying to get at is it, it just sucks to say that teams would have to decide between, entering in a prestigious tournament like this when they're, when they qualify for it or not being able to be sustainable for their league season. And it just sucks to say that. Yeah. And that's, that's not the, that's not what you need. To, that's not what you want to grow the game. You know, <laughs> right. I still think that the federation needs to do, because uh, that's, that's where the romance of the cup is. It's not the romance of the cup is not watching Atlanta play Houston or in the final. I mean, it's cool if you're a, a Atlanta or a Houston fan, but that, that's not the romance. The romance is seeing, you know, a lower league team, you know, make a run, maybe knock off a few big boys and get people like, wow, you know, what a what a run, you know, whether they make it or not. That's where the romance is. You know, you get a, mm-hmm. you know, a USL team that makes a or lower makes a nice run that's what people want to see i mean as a as a fan of the cup that's what i want to see so yeah absolutely uh, so when you're in in your league um a lot of travel or is, is your i'm not sure how the mpsl works is it pretty regional or uh i know there's a lot of different regions uh but do they is your your divisions all pretty regional so you're not having overbearing uh you know 1500 mile round trip road trips or uh is it pretty regionally based so you can you know there and back yeah, in a the, day so you, your guys because i'm sure you guys probably have to uh uh work too uh yeah, maybe a little yeah, bit that's, that's, yeah that's definitely something we have to to figure in um yeah our our conference is is uh the north conference of the, of the midwest 
region, mm-hmm. and our we're, we're primarily based, um, you know, within I would say four-hour drive. Uh, the furthest okay. away that we went last we, we we went last year was um, to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which was an overnight trip. Uh, but we go to La Crosse, Wisconsin, which you can do in a day. And then majority of our our teams are based around uh, around you know the borders. So uh, the Milwaukee Torrent enters our division this year, which makes it a five-hour drive, which we'll do an overnight there. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it's it's not it's not bad, and it's something that we're, we we get used to. And and the guys. You know, our guys are, are definitely probably a 70-30 mix on our first team um, to guys that have day jobs versus college players. So, yeah. we, you know, they're, they're used to getting the days off of work and, and, and knowing what the commitment level is to make that travel. So it, it's, it's nothing that really taxes us. Yeah. I, I was going to be my next question is that you have a lot of college uh, age players. I mean, because I know there's a lot of colleges in, you know, between NAIA one Division one Division two Division three there's a lot of colleges in in Minnesota and um, surrounding you know Wisconsin which mm-hmm. I'm sure that's I'm sure you're pretty most of your players are pretty you know you just draw from uh, the the region uh, actually we um, we're we're relatively unique in that part of our mission oh. was uh, when we when we started our our club was to to first and foremost um, start something that raises the profile of, of, of soccer in Minnesota uh, mm-hmm. nationally. And then our, our, our secondary mission underneath that was to, to elevate and to showcase players only from Minnesota. So okay, that's that, cool. that doesn't, that doesn't mean that we don't take guys that go play, you know, at university of Wisconsin or mm-hmm. somewhere out, out West in California or out East. Um, we have, we have some players that play in, um, in New Hampshire, um, but wow. they have to be, they have to be from Minnesota. So okay. the, the, def, the definition of from Minnesota is, is definitely, uh, something that we, we stick to, but, um, you don't have to be born here. Let me say that we've had quite a few players that have, have played at high divisions, um, or maybe some former professionals that have come in and have moved here for a, a day job. And they, they are a Minnesota resident now, or they took an internship right. in Minnesota. So we're, we're relatively unique in that fashion. And um, so that, that does give us that, that mix of majority of the guys being, being guys with day jobs that are still quality soccer players. But we also have a second team that um, this year is going to be featuring in the UPSL. Um, last year, they were a strict U23 team, which was all college-based mm-hmm. players. Um, and they they featured in a, a non-league schedule for the past two years. So this year we're we're elevating that into uh, into a, another full national league in the uh, the Midwest North Division. And um, so that team primarily will be college players. So that that kind of raises the the seventy thirty to a little bit closer to fifty fifty because um, that's more of a of a development based team that we've we've brought into our club. Oh, cool! And that's nice with you, all the clubs, with all the colleges you have just in the Minneapolis area, and spreading mm-hmm. it out. I mean, all the different satellites of um, University of Minnesota you have out there. You can draw upon such a big unit. You're gonna, you're not gonna miss much without there because I mean, down the street. I mean, you've got St. Cloud State. I think that's what it still is. I mean. Changed, they've changed university names up there three or four times since I left in '99. But mm-hmm. you've got you've got enough soccer there, and you've got enough 
and it's and the high school system is really good, so you're not drawing from bad youth. Right, right. We also have, uh, you know, the development academy um, that Minnesota is attached to Minnesota United. Obviously, that feeds into them, but the previous development academy, the Minnesota Thunder Academy, was, was in the development um, academy league, as well as Shattuck St. Mary's, which is um, a preparatory school that, that just churns out professionals um, across uh, multiple sports. Um, you know, obviously, hockey being, being Minnesota, yeah. but um, quite a few quite a few names that um, you've heard of have probably come through there from soccer as well. Teal Bunbury, um, who played multiple places in, and uh, I guess most notably with the new England revolution came out of Shattuck St. Mary's. So uh, you're, you're right. There's, there's plenty of players in the state and we, we really pride ourselves in being, um, you know, that destination for the the top level of players that aren't going to be moving on um, to professional ranks right away or might need a, a year or two to move into the professional ranks. So we, we don't have a shortage of, of players and we're really blessed. Like you were saying with the, the college soccer that is here, the, the Minnesota inter athletic collegiate conference, the MIAC, um, there's, there's, you know, you could throw a rock in, uh, in the downtown area, either in Minneapolis or in St. Paul, and you could hit any one of, five or six of those, you know, small liberal arts universities that have very quality soccer players because most of them are division one caliber, but they, they chose to, to stay home to go to a, a very good liberal arts college for whatever their track may be um, and their quality of soccer. And, and I would say a, a good portion of both of our teams are really built off of players that have come through that conference. Right. Yeah. You actually play at, uh, at my ex school. Uh, you play at Augsburg. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah. A, a buddy of mine's uh, son goes to Bethel, so you know. Oh, nice, nice. Their, uh, yeah. their men's head soccer coach, uh, Jeremy Ivaskovich, was actually our uh, our first ever assistant coach. So uh, we oh, we cool. definitely have uh, strong strong ties to Bethel, and we've had some uh, some Bethel players come through our program. And actually, our uh, our current head coach Matt Vabenskoten for our MPSL team, and then Ryan Nichols, our our head coach for our UPSL team, both are uh, Bethel graduates. So even our coaching staff has very strong ties to, uh, to, to Minnesota soccer from a collegiate perspective. There do you, you still see nice. with, with, with being at Augsburg, does Devin George still come around? <laughs> uh, I have, there has not been a Devin George sighting at, a, at one of our games, uh, but now I'm, I'm definitely taking a note that we should, uh, we should use our, uh, our, our clout on social media that we have to, to see if we can't make a, a Devin George day uh, either you, this year or next, you know next summer. Talk, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, correct. Uh, Devin George played for the Lakers. Uh, I believe he was on the, you know, the, the Shaq Kobe years, correct? Oh, yes. You want to know something that's even funnier? He was a senior at the high school. He was a senior at high school when I was a freshman. <laughs> we, we both went to high school together. Well, it seems as if you might be able to, to help us out with Devin George Day. <laughs> oh, let's not get into my general love of my high school. Let's, <laughs> let's not on that one. But it, put it nicely. I looked back on it years ago. Um, you, do you remember, John, the, um, guy that w- the guy that went to prom? With um, the ESPN blonde, um, Michelle, 
or whatever her name is. She's but the the former hockey player that was paralyzed. Yeah, I do. That's not ringing a bell. That's my high school. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So when that point for I'm like, oh, I've been down those halls, and they're they're doing the look down the halls and go, wait a minute. They've done an upgrade since the '90s. I don't know half of that place right now. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But I graduated anyway, high school um, 38 years ago, so. Yeah. <laughs> it was a while. So, at this point, John, well, I mean, what what is it like in your conference? Because I'm a I'm a ticket holder of FC Buffalo, and we have all our internal rivalries. I mean, we we hate. Eerie. We don't like to deal with the Buffalo City FC guys, but no, not many people like to deal with Buffalo City. I mean, what is it like with you guys in your area? Well, we we have no no shortage of rivalries. I, I, I can put it that way to start off. Um, we 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 moved into the North Conference um, coming out of we, the now defunct Premier League of America before we joined um, the MPSL. Um, you know, we we actually had more of a a, a friendly one to one connection with the teams that are in our in our division. Um, but when we moved into the North Conference, uh, it seemed as if because of um, you know the the way we went about spreading our brand, it, it ruffled a few feathers, and uh, we became everyone's circle on their calendar and it's, it's only continued. I, I think that, um, you know, in, in our conference, every game is, is big for us because everyone levels up for, for our game. Um, and, and that's not to, to, to stand on a, on a soapbox by any means, but um, it, it truly is realistic. I mean, the, when we went undefeated two years ago, um, we ended up drawing lacrosse Eris, which has not won an M, or up until last season had not won an NPSL game in something like six years. So they, they they leveled up and they tied us in in the year that we we went undefeated. So every game's a big game for us. Um, our our two biggest rivals are um, Duluth FC and uh, Med City out of Rochester. Um, both of those teams are um, they bring in real quality players. Not a ton of local players, um, but a, a lot of uh, international players that come to to, to play for the summer, um, which is obviously a different model than than what I I described a, a few minutes ago, but. Um, all both of those games have have always had meaning, um, considering that the three of us have finished in the top two um, pretty much every year since the uh, the conference has been um, was was conceived in uh, in 2017. So every game's big, but um, you know I guess to answer your question, uh, we have our rivalries and the, and the teams that we don't we don't prefer just like every other conference. Yeah. Do you guys have like a state? Uh, cup or anything? I know uh, they started that here uh, with a lot of the the, uh, the small clubs in the area. We haven't we're having a Washington State Cup this year. That's uh, for all the teams to join, kind of like our own little open cup. So uh, that'd be cool. I don't know if Minnesota does anything like that or. Uh, well, we have um, we have two rather large um, adult men's soccer organizations in Minnesota. We have um, mm-hmm. the Minnesota Recreational Soccer League, and then we have the, the Minnesota Amateur Soccer League, which is um, a, a little bit of a higher level. Um, okay. Those, those, we actually have um, an affiliate team with our club where we, we do share some players back and forth um, from Minneapolis City uh, to the club. 
which is actually um, our parent club when we started um, when we started Minneapolis City um, in 2010. Um, the the other two founders of Minneapolis City and I uh, we started Stegman Soccer Club, which was strictly kind of men's league amateur. And um, and then when we hit 2016 is when we we started the the, the kind of more higher level um, you know national amateur yeah. arm of our club. Um, but so those those two organizations have their 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 state cup. Um, I guess you could call okay. it. Um, yeah, it, they have they have their champions. But as far as our our actual conference goes, our um, our supporters group, the, the citizens, created the uh, the champion of Minnesota Cup for just okay. the Minnesota based teams in our in our division, um, which uh, is something that we <laughs> we it, it's it's funny because it's definitely much very much still a made up trophy, which we uh, we like to, we like to do some for some reason, um, and uh, it's just kind of like an old Jägermeister cup that someone found at a goodwill that they etched the champion of Minnesota in, and then that gets passed around to, to whichever um, Minnesota based team finishes higher in points mm-hmm. in the season. Oh, that's, and see, it doesn't have to, that's the thing. You don't have to have a big, it could be a wooden spoon or whatever, but if you have, if you, if, if there's a belief behind it, that, that gives it value, you know? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it could just like the old oaken bucket or whatever, you know, and you get some of the uh, the rivalries between, you know, Paul Bunyan's axe and all that. It's not like a solid gold axe. It's just the, it's the effort behind it that makes, that makes the trophy value, value. So that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. And it makes, it makes games that much more important, you know, and, you know, we're, we're all competitive people in this game. And mm-hmm. uh, if you, if you can sprinkle in a little more, uh, more bragging rights and pride into into some matches. Uh, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. No, that's awesome. So I saw you played the Bug Eaters twice last year. So I have a soft spot for the Bug Eaters, being a, a Nebraska guy. I was uh, I wasn't born in Nebraska, but I grew up in Nebraska. I moved to Washington when I was you know 15. So, but I you know you take the boy out of Nebraska, but you can't take Nebraska out of the boy. So <laughs> still a uh, still a. Uh, uh, you know, I consider that, you know, when they say, well, where are you from? I'm from Nebraska. You know, I just live in Washington now. But I, I mean, because that's, that's where I grew up, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I, I was glad to see that, that, you know, the bug. And they were kind of a a team without a, a, without a country last year. They didn't have a league, so they did kind of mm-hmm. a barnstorming thing. I think they're in a league this year. I think they're in the, U, the UPSL, have a, a Gulf Coast uh, Plains division. The Gulf. I'm. I'm not sure, but yeah, I know they're. I think they're in a league now. So, but I saw that they played you guys and they played some other teams. You know, probably mm-hmm. scheduled together because you know, like you say, uh, that second year sometimes it's harder than the first because you you know everybody's oh, in on the first absolutely. and then all of a sudden oh, we got to do all this again. You know, so. But it's right. Yeah, you need you need that second year because you got to build on what you what you have. And, and I don't think a, a, right. a small club should ever put away the shoestring. You know, money in the bank. You know, s- squeeze every ounce of money out of that dollar because uh, you know it's hard to make money at, in soccer at the top level and beyond hard as you get down the down the pyramid. So, you know. Yeah, we we struck up a really good uh, relationship with the Bug Eaters um, when when they're in their first season. We 
mm-hmm. we uh, sent, we sent a team down to play um, in our, our, our first uh, their first year, and then um, yeah. we actually had we had tried to schedule them to come here in the preseason, but. What, what most people don't realize is that in our preseason, that um, a, the, the April, March, April time period in Minnesota is actually probably the snowiest month of the year here. So <laughs> we, uh, we, our preseason can, if we don't play indoors with, uh, or have an indoor option for when we, we host teams here, we, mm-hmm. we can very quickly be snowed out. And that's what happened in uh, two years ago when we tried to bring them in for a preseason. But last year we were able to get the, the home and away um, locked in and it, it's great. You know, Jonathan and, and the folks at, uh, at the bug eaters are, are great folks to work with. And, and, uh, you know, we, I, I believe we have, um, the, the intention to play again this year for, from a non-conference cool. perspective as well. Good. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, snow is not going to bother anybody from Nebraska. We get snow, uh, maybe not as much in <laughs> April, but that's, that, I did not know that. So, well, I did not it, know it's that. funny too because you know the N, the NPSL and and even the UPSL you know and and some you know even maybe not so much the USL too but some people in the in the old PDL wanted to to do a year round schedule and I think it's fantastic to have a year round schedule but um, yeah. you know when, when you say when 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 it's put to a vote and the people in Florida look at you because you're not raising your hand and you have to explain to them that it, it snows here and. Yeah. Uh, Unless you want to play in a foot of snow, uh, it's not a year-round schedule is just not possible here, unless there's a facility indoor that's built that's that's compliant, and there there aren't any. I can just imagine uh, you playing a team from Florida in December when it's like eight below zero. Uh, <laughs> that would be something, you know. Reminds you of the old Bud Grant Vikings, like heaters on the bench. Yeah, no. No, no heaters. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, no Under Armour allowed in that in those no. games. So I mean, yeah, that's the thing when they want to go to. We want to go with the calendar like the rest of the world, but they're like, do you realize that winter in you know the northern Midwest or you know the Northeast uh, is kind of tough to play in the winter? I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to run around in shorts in in uh, you know eight degree weather, knock yourself out. I would not rather. I would rather not do that. But uh, I'll be up yeah. in the press box. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, especially if if you think of it this way, the Russian and the Ukrainian leagues, and basically the Danish league too, has to be yeah. off for a couple months. What do you think? A part of the country that was settled by Russians. The Nordics and most people else are going to have to do. You're not going to get outside for a while, so one of it's one of those things. It's like, sure, we can do it. You're just going to have to take the northern teams and move them to like Kansas or or Nebraska right off the bat, and then that's and that's even pushing it right there. So I mean. It's nice to have a small team. It's nice to have uh, – Buffalo has that same problem, too. Yeah. But if, in Minnesota, have you been – have you found that having all these small teams and having some something like Minnesota United around is a big help for bringing fans in? A- absolutely. Um, 
a lot of people um, that, that kind of get involved in, in lower level sports will take soccer, you know, and, and throw it in, in, in all minor league sports categories. Um, what, what they don't realize is that if you work, if you work to, to draw in the same fan bases and you don't step over each other, there's plenty to go around. And mm-hmm. in our, in our, in our first year in the NPSL, we had, uh, we had three teams in, 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 that included us in the metro area plus Minnesota United. <clears throat> plus with the, the, uh, you know, the creation of the, the top women's amateur leagues, we had three other top women's amateur teams that we were also competing against. Um, and mm-hmm. part, part of what my mantra is is that more soccer is just good for everyone as, as far as the game's concerned. So I don't look at it as a negative where, where some people might look at it as, you know, an us versus them scenario. Um, we just do things that make it more, more compliant. We never schedule home games that overlap with a Minnesota United game, which is, it gets a little bit difficult, you know, each year to, to, to move those around, but we, we definitely share um, a ton of fans and uh, our, our supporters group they're they're all, you know, um, if not members of, um, you know, any one of the, the supporters groups from Minnesota United, they're, they're still fans of, of Minnesota United and they go to those games and, and the families that come out to our games go to their games as well. And, and mm-hmm. it, it, it is tough to, to look at in, in the summer when, when you're trying to, to split up a dollar for all of the sports options that are out there. Um, you know, we have a yeah. minor league baseball team. We have uh, Major League Baseball team. We have Minnesota United. You have all the other amateur options that are out there as well. You know, it, it is tough, but as long as you're willing to to create your own niche, uh, be who you who you are, you will attract like-minded people, and 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 you you'll share those fans, and it, and, and they'll go. be happy to to be loyal to to multiple organizations. You know, it, it, it's kind of the I was listening to uh, to the Peter Crouch podcast this week, and they were talking about. Um, is it okay to be a fan of another team? And, and the, the consensus was uh, absolutely not if they're at your level, uh, but absolutely if you're, if you're supporting teams across multiple divisions until yeah. they get to your division with pro rel in England, then you have to make a decision who your team is. Um, but, you know, that, that's the kind of mindset that we look at is uh, why not be a fan of all of us? Because it's, it, it's all, at the end of the day, it's all about the game and it's not about, whether it's a, a loon or a crow, uh, it's soccer. Yeah, exactly. Do you, uh, does uh, United help at all? Do they ever put any uh, any you know flyers out for you know hey you know check out some of this exciting soccer action in 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 Minnesota you know as well as you know United you know kind of being the 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 uh, torchbearer or the you know spreading the wealth. I don't, I don't know how I'm trying to put it. Um, organizationally, uh, organizationally yeah. we, we don't, um, we don't, uh, we don't typically kind of share each other's mission. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we do from a soccer pr- perspective, do work together. Um, yeah. We, that's kind in, of what I meant. In, Not, yeah. In the past ahead, years, I'm we've, um, we, we've played, um, uh, closed door scrimmages against Minnesota United's first team and and, uh, and some of their reserve guys. Um, specifically, before they they um, locked on with a USL affiliate last year, um, Ford right. Madison was their USL affiliate. Before that, 
um, we were their go-to when they needed they needed game minutes for some of their reserve guys. Um, okay. As far as as far as a player perspective, we when you know before they they did have the ability to bring people in from an affiliate, um, they you know they would come to us for players to fill out training numbers um, in their infancy as an organization. So we yeah. have, we have a good relationship from a soccer perspective with with them, and it's something that you know we're we're constantly trying to think about you know other ways that uh, that we can work together because it, it seems silly not to. Right. Well, and, and the, you know the old saying, a rising tide lifts all boats. So, mm-hmm. And I would think, you know, the the more successful they are, the more fan engagement they get, that would probably filter down because you think you get you get fans that want to see a game, maybe like, hey, that we had a great time at the game, so let's go see another game, but why don't you check mm-hmm. this team out too because, you know, Maybe Minnesota's on the road, and and there's a team right down the street. You know, you know we're right yep, right absolutely. next door. So yeah, let's go check it that's, out. And you know, that's you exactly know, exactly what we think. Yeah, go ahead, and and, and how yeah. we go about things. Because I used to say that to people, like you know, because if, if you ever never watched a soccer game in person, you've only watched it on TV. You say, well, nothing happens. You have to go to a game. You can't mm-hmm. see all the stuff on TV because a lot of ways it's it's a tough sport to televise because so much happens off the ball and, you know, the camera has to decide where it wants to, you know, focus. So I say you got to go to a game because when the first time I ever went to a game way back when, what stood out that I never saw when I watched it on TV was how physical it was, you know, because uh, when you, when you're up close and you hear the collisions and you hear the guys and I was like, wow, this game is a lot more physical than I ever realized until I went and saw it in person. So, you know, I think that a lot of people are like, well, you know, you know, just go to a game. If you don't like it, great. Uh, Then then you you did your thing. But you go to a game and then then talk to me. And usually you get them to go to a game and you can win them over because uh, it's a total different experience uh, live soccer as opposed to watching it on TV. Now I can do both now, but, you know, well, given the option, TV or live, I want to go. I don't care what the weather is. I'll go. <laughs> I couldn't. So. I couldn't share your sentiment anymore. I mean, with it, if you look at you know the the, the two soccer landscapes w- between us and Minnesota United, um, mm-hmm. it, the fan experience is totally different, right? You know, yeah. the not not to even think about the size of the stadium being different. You know, you can throw that out. That's that's a given, but. Um, you know, our, our fan experiences is way, is way more attainable for, mm-hmm. for soccer fans to really invest in, in the players and, and the, the atmosphere, you know, it's in being that we're all local, it's a lot of families and, and, and friends, and it's very much a, a, a collective environment that, that seems a little bit more family-like than, than a professional environment. Um, you know, our, we, our, our stadium is small and you're right up on the action. And, you know, for, for the, the average soccer fan who's getting introduced to the game, you know, you can hear the players talk, you know, you can, you know, you can hear the referee, um, you know, go back and forth mm-hmm. with someone on a decision that, that they made. Um, when you go to a Minnesota United game, you're, you're further away and, and you're more, it's more like you're watching it on, on TV um, unless you're sitting in a supporter section. So it, it not one is not better than the other, but it, it's good to have those different no. options because it, yeah. if one is, 
is more, uh, you know, one is more, um, more to your liking. Great. Um, but you absolutely have to try out the other. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, and I'm sure the fan, you know, the interaction between player and fan, like at a, at a city game, you know, it's probably like the right there, talk to the guys after the game, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, no one's rushing to the locker room. Sure. You know, that's it. You, I like that aspect too, and you can just talk to the guys. Say, "Hey, man, great game, whatever." You know, uh, get a, and then you get a little more personal uh, relationships with the players. Just maybe a, in a quick, "Hey, how's it going? Great." You know, thanks for coming. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, absolutely. And that'll bring that'll bring people back. You know, so. You know. Do you do a? Do you guys do like uh, meet and greets or? you know, like after the game or – because I know I uh, I support an indoor soccer team here in my hometown, and after the game they they set tables up and you go out on the field and uh, talk to the guys, whatever, you know, for usually about an hour after after every home game. So, which is funny yeah. because you, you, you watch an indoor soccer game, people are spitting – and everything, and there's all sorts of nasty <laughs> stuff on the on the carpet. Yeah, when you're trying to walk out there, oh, don't bring the soda out there. We don't want to spill on the carpet. Like yeah, this don't, is the, yeah, the best spill. thing that's going to have been spilled on this carpet all night. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a we have a, a a pretty a pretty solid connection to to the mm-hmm. fans um, and, and the community in general. Uh, we're we're a little not just the uniqueness of us being all Minnesotan. We're also a a 501c3 nonprofit. So oh, we have cool. a, uh, we have a philanthropic arm to our to our organization as there well, uh, where we we require all of our our players that that sign a player agreement to to be part of the club for the summer to do up to three community service events, and so oh, we cool. we are are very active um, out in the community. Uh, you know, we're at you know your local art fairs and uh we go we we have a booth of the pride festival we we do things with big brothers big sisters uh the ymca camps so we're we're very attainable and out in the community whether it's myself and other members of the front office the coaching staff the players um we we're we're always out there with with a footprint so that we can be part of the community and you know if anyone's listening and they, they want to become a Season ticket holder, you can write it off on your taxes, so you can buy a couple of them. Wow, I didn't, uh, really? You can write. I need deductions, so maybe another yeah. membership. So yeah. it wouldn't be the first. We, uh, it would not be my first. So and yeah, not going to be the last you. with you. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> so. We offer that out of town membership, and then we we donate the the home game tickets to to youth organizations. So it it, oh, it all cool. ends up going going to uh, quite a few good causes and then and then you get all the, the the stuff that comes with being a member you know you get your 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 swag box that we uh we send out to everyone um uh, even though you can't make it to a game and then if you do end up coming into town and you and you donate you've donated your out-of-town tickets and you hit up the front office i'm sure we can definitely swing something for you to get a ticket to the game <sighs> now you've done it <laughs> <laughs> you, had, you had me a swag box so, uh, well, John, don't worry. Duffy will within within about twenty minutes after this pod will go off. He will um, get a membership, get a jersey, get a pole. The jersey's get not a, pretty um, sharp. 
Yeah. And get and get another uh, and get a um hoodie. So well, it will all be perfect. I I'd get one, but I I'm a little bit short of funds at this point. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna have to wait until my next break. So we 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 constantly get those tweets at the club whenever we put some some merchandise out from people who are who who uh, on one on one side of the mouth say this is so awesome and on the other side say why do you always take my money every time i have it yeah well you, you know what they say uh, <laughs> you know uh lower league soccer clubs are also you know merchandise sales that oh. they, they they have the team and they 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 have a score that they, you know, that's their life. You got to sell your merch, man. Got to sell your merch. So we actually, yeah. um, we actually have a, we have a physical store in, in South Minneapolis. Uh, it's, it's yeah. a really oh, small, cool. it's a, it's, it's a really small shop. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know the square footage, but it's real tight in there. Um, but we, uh, we, we do have a physical shop that you can go to. It's open two days a week. And then we also use it for, nice. for events where we uh we'll have um you know season ticket holder events that um mm-hmm. there we'll we'll ha- that's where we have our our coaches meetings and some of our player meetings in there so um so if if you're in town uh there's there's always summit beer on tap there so you'll have to come <laughs> and check it out there you go uh can they sell alcohol at, at the stadium i see yeah because i saw some of was your sponsor uh does augsburg is uh let you sell beer there or we we cannot um, because uh, of uh, NCAA rules where you can't. Oh, fair uh, enough. Yeah, in, that's a good point. It, unless your um, unless your uh, uh, your footprint is off campus, you you can't okay. sell uh, sell alcohol. But we um, we're we're just about four blocks away from uh, from our official uh, our official game day pregame and uh, postgame spot, Palmer's Bar. Okay, it's, uh, that'll a work. Fantastic, it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic. Minnesota local bar that, uh, that is one of our sponsors that uh, that, that fans um, go to before and after and can walk can walk between the two um, and then we mm-hmm. also our our supporters group citizens um, has a pregame cookout uh, at the park across the street from the stadium so you can get nice and uh, nice and primed up before you come in. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's awesome. So that sounds like quite the game day experience. So. Exactly. It, 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 it's a great, it's a great play. It's a great area to have. I mean, I, I love that storefront that you guys have because it, it, I keep looking through because I, I'm kind of getting into buying the jerseys type of thing. And I'm, I'm looking through you guys stuff going, damn it. Want it, want it, want it, want it, want it. Then I go back and look through the sizes going, oh, uh, yep. Too fat, too fat, too fat, too fat. Perfect. <laughs> See, Duffy has the problem is that he's he's perfect size for jerseys of about any size. If you're fat like me, you got to go. Well, guess that one's out for a while. Yeah. Well, we've been doing our best to uh, to accommodate larger sizes over over the course of time. We've been working with our jersey provider Stimulus on that. Um, and uh, there'll be plenty of options uh, for you coming down the pipeline. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, so no. I, see, I see you guys also have a pod, which is also wonderful. So tell us where we can get a hold of that. 
Sure. So uh, it's it's myself and then our PA announcer Nate Morales. We uh, we do weekly during the season, and uh, we can be found on. Uh, it's called the People's Pitch, and uh, our our Twitter handle is at the People's Pitch. Um, you can find us on pretty much everything but Spotify. For some reason, we can't get approved on Spotify. I don't know how or what's going on there. But uh, any of the of the uh, the major podcast providers, um, you can find us on there. Uh, we do some off season shows. Um, but we, we kind of go on a little bit of a hiatus. Maybe we do once a month shows during the off season, but now that we're, we're kicking up into our, our, um, our preseason, um, because we have that open cup game coming, uh, more news will be coming out about, uh, about Minneapolis city on that. And we, we do talk about, um, you know, some, some higher level soccer stuff. Um, not, not probably as much as you guys do spreading it around, but we do, we do hit on some, some of the major topics and, uh, Right now, it's it's going to be pretty U.S. Open Cup heavy, um, but uh, we have a we have a real tough time getting people to send us content that they want us to talk about. So we just kind of go with what we want. So if anyone if anyone I, does check it out and, and you have any anything you'd like or anyone you'd like us to have on, uh, our email address is uh, mcscpodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll take all all suggestions and uh, and we'll try to accommodate. Cool. And why the crow? Is there a story behind the the, the crow? Because I wish I, when I saw it, the website go, is it a crow or is it a raven? And then I squirreled down. Oh, it's a crow. Yeah, it's a very interesting question. So uh, it was something that our our supporters group, the citizens, came up with. And and okay. uh, before before I get in, into it in detail, uh, our our supporters group just organically independently happened. So I know there's some organizations at our level where they may have more of a close tie to, to getting it off the ground. One day on Twitter, the citizens just popped up in 2016 and then they showed up at our games and they, they've only been growing since. Um, so they, they started calling us the crows. And for, for those of you that aren't in Minnesota, there's, there's something that happens uh, two different times of the year, usually in spring and, and early fall, call, and it's called the mega murder. And in downtown Minneapolis, um, they're right right around um, one of the lakes going into downtown. There is um, twice a day thousands of crows that will just move from one location to the other. So it truly is a, a mega murder of crows. And and that's where it where it stemmed from. And that's kind of where right. we've we've taken we've taken the the murder moniker probably a, a, a little bit over the line, <laughs> but that's just who we are. Um, but yeah, that's where it came it's from. All right. And, uh, and, oh, it, and cool. it's stuck. It's stuck. And, and seeing that the uh, Minnesota United balloons, you know, just another bird mascot. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? And crows can problem solve. So very smart uh, birds. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. No, that's cool. I love, uh, I love hearing uh, how, teams get their names and I like it when it's like that something organic not just uh, uh, this is what we decide to call ourselves you know which that, I mean that's your right I mean people can do that but I love uh, when a name just organically evolves and I think that's awesome so you know mm-hmm. yeah cool well anyway John this was a blast I hope hopefully this is not going to be the last time we'll get to talk to you guys because Hopefully you guys run all the way to the finals. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Oh. <laughs> you make Hopefully it to the finals, we'll definitely have you back on. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, 
I'll hang that over the guys' heads when we go to training tomorrow. That uh, yeah, in order to get no me back pressure, on the Elkhart podcast, you guys need to win the U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> but yeah, anytime, exactly. anytime you guys want to, anytime you guys want to talk soccer here in the Midwest, uh, I'm more than happy to join join you guys. And I really appreciate you giving me the platform to, to talk about our our little slice of uh, soccer pie here in the Midwest. Cool. Oh, that was pleasure. fun. Thanks, thanks, John. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Hi, right, you too. Okay, well that was that was fun. Hopefully, that hopefully was. we'll do. A, yeah, hopefully we'll do a little bit more U.S. stuff this year, and hopefully we could get some old some old North American soccer league players on. Like, I don't know if I can get Alan Hinton anymore, but that might that would be fun. Or some some of those old ones. I think Eddie McCready yeah. is still in the states. I gotta look mm-hmm. for that because I'm thinking up of I'm thinking up of doing something about. Now that I know I can publish a book, I'm kind of itching about an old a classic North American soccer league year. So yeah, it, it might be worth it. But anyway, this was it's fun. too bad Rodney Marsh is probably too big now because man, he would be fun. He's I love Rodney Marsh. He just is, seems like a character. So uh, He's yeah, has apparently been not hard to get. He apparently really? is not that hard to get. Yeah, I have heard stories that he's actually offline a really decent guy. Oh, I, is, I, I never thought he wasn't. He just he seems like a character. So yeah, I've I've I mean, heard in a nice way. So yeah, he I yeah I've heard from people that to a person. I mean, it's not saying that he's a great guy. He's not Matt, you or. Or Robert, but I've heard from people swear up and down that he's like he's approachable for someone of his name. Is yeah. that he's pretty well? I'm like, cool. <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah. But hopefully we can start getting some of those old classic stuff on. But anyway, hopefully we'll be back on next week with something fun or anything of that. But Duffy, hopefully you've yep. got a good. We've got a good weekend. It's now not freezing here in Buffalo, but anyway. No, game on Friday. Stars okay. game on Friday. So, nice. play Monterey, undefeated team. That's going to be a tough one. Monterey looks unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. Exactly. Right, we, cool. should, we, should do some, we should do some more indoor stuff this year. I mean, I don't know if I can go and get Nate Alberia, but there's probably some Tacoma stars you can find to come on. Uh, probably, too. maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I get Phil on. So yeah. Uh, Who knows? Well, I'll anyway, look into it. Is, yeah. Anyway, this was fun. The links will be up pretty soon, and I will talk to you guys again next week. All right. Sounds good.